Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, I bring you a dynamic guest. Today, we have an incredible woman who has done so much. Her name is Laura Lane, and she lives in New York. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a right, she her website is www.lordslane and that's l o u r t s l a n e dot com. She's the writer of the Broadway musical Chick Six, and that's C H I X Six. And you can look at uh, see more information on that at www.chickchixsix.com. And the founder and CEO of Lightning Girl Foundation, she wrote the book Music and Lyrics, and is one of the stars of the Chick Six, the electric violin playing superhero Rise, critically acclaimed. The New York Daily News raised it's only a matter of time before Chick Six is a smash hit. A classically trained prodigy on violin and piano at age three, Lord Tunes toured with youth orchestras and concert halls around the world. Eventually, with a sparkly new electric violin as her main act, she kicked in the distortion pedal and shredded away on tours across North America, fronting her rock band, Lords, and amazing a diehard nationwide fan base. Lords Lane is the creator, host, and promoter of the New York City-based Medusa Festival, and that is www. Medusa, and that's M-E-D-U-S-A, festival.com, featuring the best emerging female-fronted bands in the country. As producer, multi-instrumentalist, and charismatic singer and songstress, Lord is scheduled to play stadiums for major global events in the next year leading up to opening night on Broadway. She's had incredible uh, uh, press across the country, so... Let's welcome Lord. How are you? So happy to have you. Hello, Robbie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. You wrote the book, the music and the uh, lyrics to a critically acclaimed musical, Chick Sits, that is opening on Broadway next year. What is the show about? Chick Six is about a female comic book artist. She creates uh, unique super heroines, six of them, that essentially are all part of herself. And uh, when she's up against a serious relationship drama, they come to life and they teach her how to stand in her power and to love herself. And that's just the basics, but um, essentially that's the heart of it. Can you give us an overview of, of all the qualities of the superheroines in your musical and which character do you most identify with? Um, Okay, let's go through them. Mom Amazing is one of the chick six, and she's the full-figured African-American diva who loves her body. And the more she appreciates who she is, the more she grows in size and power, and she represents confidence. Uh, Blaze is the punk rock superheroine with a fierce, orange, red, and yellow mohawk. Uh, She torches the intolerance 
and negativity out of others and represents freedom. Um, seven is the sassy Bette Midler-esque superheroine, and she sports a towering hot pink, hot pink beehive and these magical cat eyeglasses that reveal the truth of what people are saying. So obviously she represents truth. Uh, Lola Touche is the steampunk secret agent, and she floats and she flies and she spies from above. So she performs all the death-defying Cirque du Soleil aerial elements of the show, and she does this all the while uh, while singing and belting full out. So it's really quite amazing to, to witness. It's it's, uh, it's quite extraordinary. But anyway, because she has a bird's-eye view of everything, she represents perspective. And Rise is the space-age nerd. She's armed with a lot of magical gadgets and gears, as well as this glowing, cyberific electric violin that shoots out uh, sound waves to stun her enemies, and she represents confidence. Her mantra is, if you can't fix it, feature it. And I actually play the role of the violin-playing superhero, Rise, uh, the nerd. And uh, her big monologue about her crush, who made fun of her in junior high school but meets her again in a bar later in life and hits on her is actually a true story. So Rise is actually an amplified version of my, my younger nerdy self. But the superhero who who parallels my own personal journey is the one who's just trying to figure it out, and that's Katie, the protagonist, the diamond in the rough. Uh, she finds herself getting dismantled by relationships and not fully realizing her own personal power. Her superhero self is Lightning Girl, the most badass of all the chicks who uh, shoots out lightning bolts and has the power of all the chicks combined. But it, it takes the other five chicks literally dragging Katie into the comic book world for Katie to, to, to come into her own self-worth. You know, but eventually she figures it out and she finds her superhero wings as I've found mine and my hopes are that by the time people leave the show, uh, they will find theirs. So. Wow. That is pretty cool. Which character <laughs> do you most most identify with? Um, that's definitely Katie, the protagonist. So she's the, she's, she's the one who's just figuring it out, and then in the end she finds it. She finds her own wings. So uh, out of all of them, it would be, it would be Katie. Huh. You spent many years touring the country and amazing a passionate following as a lead singer and most multi instrumentalist of your rock band Lords. What inspired you to create a Broadway musical? And have you ever worked on Broadway before? No, actually I never worked on Broadway but I always loved the art form. So while I was on the road with my band I met a lot of amazing female musicians and singers who were superheroes to me. Um, my original intent was to showcase my super talented female musician friends in a musical review. It was all about unique, badass, powerful female singers and musicians sharing the stage and rocking out. So I had a loose, I had a totally loose script back then. And I staged it at the Zipper Theater off-Broadway a few years back, and the response was unbelievable. Um, a significant 
amount of developmental money was thrown at me before I even knew what to do with it. And people wanted to know more about these superheroines. And most importantly from that show, I knew that this work was needed. The world needs a platform that showcases new, powerful superheroines who are strong, who command the stage, who inspire. So if a, if a young girl can watch Chick Six and feel motivated to pick up an instrument because uh, the entire onstage band are females or maybe maybe uh, the, the girl feels like, I, I want to sing, I want to write music, or maybe she's inspired to step into her own personal power, then I've done my job. So after that first show in the Zippa Theater, the mission of creating an empowerment brand took over, and I knew that I had to get this show to Broadway, and actually so did the rest of the audience because it really resonated. Wow, that's cool. How did you pull together your Tony Award-winning and nominated creative team, given that you are relatively new to Broadway? I just happened from that first show. Uh, the feedback and reaction was was tremendous. So even in its most elemental form, the heart of the show translated. So uh, people knew we were on to something. And, and I was really fortunate to have attracted my director, uh, dramaturg, right-hand DJ Salisbury early on. He schooled me about the Broadway structure and he invited all the right high-powered Broadway creative Tony Award-winning and Tony-nominated team to come see the show, and they they love the project and have been collaborating with me ever since. So it's it was really just based on the show resonating, thank God, and I'm, and oh, I'm very good. fortunate. That's good. What What do you love doing, more writing behind the scenes or performing? Writing, for sure. Um, so I hear music and words in silence, and it's a really magical process. And uh, when suddenly I have a song or a scene, I literally sometimes just drop to my knees because I feel so grateful because I don't even know where it comes from. But I know that when my mind is clear enough and I can tap into that magical place, there's really nothing in the world that compares. Um, performing is fun, and I love connecting with the audience. It's a really wonderful feeling. But it, 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 for me, it, it's more dependent on, on my physical body, like whether my voice is in good shape or, or whether I'm in good shape. And I find that the more I take myself, my physical body out of the loop, um, then there's less pressure and the more fun it is. So definitely um, I, I, writing is, is the most magical part for me. Wow, so you sure have a talent. Um, Chick <laughs> Six music runs the gamut of musical styles from pop to rock to jazz to big band to even hip-hop, but the songs all have a catchy crossover appeal. Who are your musical influence, influences? Who are my musical influences? Um, okay, well, I started playing classical violin and piano when I was three, and so, you know, classical music is is really part of my bone structure, and I'm I'm particularly moved by um, 
classical composers of the, the Romantic era, so Rachmaninoff, Beethoven, oh, Liszt, Wagner. Right? Right. Right. So it's like, it's like sweeping, emotional, dramatic, melodic music. So um, even in my most uh, hooky of pop songs, the, if you, the, the depth and the drama of classical music is, is, is the subtext between the notes. Because that's, like I said, it's like part of my bone structure. So I would say it, it, it's 100% classical music is, is where I come from. Hmm. Um, you uplifted and rejuvenated thousands of people at TED. TED, TED Forbes graduation women's conferences, and you recently keynote at the Blogger Convention in Chicago for 5,000 female bloggers. Your style incorporating violin playing, singing original music, and audience participation has been called iconoclastic. It seems you have a natural knack for inspiring, inspiring large crowds. Is this something you ever set out to do? Is your creative process the same in creating talks as sound writing or writing a beautiful musical? And maybe tell us a little bit more about these events as well. Uh, what was the last part? Tell us a little bit more about these events I that you uh, had. Because I know there's places that they could actually see you coming in if you want to give them the web address for that. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were to go on YouTube and search Lord's Ted, you'll you'll be able to find uh, you'll be able to find the talk, um, and it's 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 amazing because suddenly, you know, I'm being charged to inspire large crowds of people, and it's <laughs> it's 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 a gift. It's I it sort of came out of nowhere. You know, um, as you mentioned, it's, it went from TED to Forbes, done graduations and, and women's conferences, and it's, it's, it's completely exciting. But to answer your question, um, my creative process is, is actually exactly the same. Uh, and all I do is tell the story of my life. Um, and it's the same, same process when I'm writing a talk as when, as when I'm writing my, my music or when I'm writing my script, like, to be completely authentic, I'm usually not in an empowered place when I'm, when I'm writing music or when I'm writing talks. So I write first to empower myself, and I just get into this calm place and I listen. And then the words come out of the air, and as I'm typing the words into my computer, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's like it's it's like the, the the energy that I hear and and the words that I hear first uplift me, and uh, and I'm human and and it's magical. It's a really beautiful thing. My creative process. I'm just so grateful for it. And and the the reality is is that as a human, I'm still trying to figure it out. But before I step on stage, it's like I step into the phone booth and I put on my cape. And I turn it on, and I go out there, and I inspire a room full of thousands of people, and it's it's been amazing. I, I don't even know how this is happening, but it's 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 now a, a a big part of my life. But it's all the same process, and it's all about finding your own inner superhero, and then turning it on when you have to, you know. But also understanding that you come from being a human first. 
you know, and, right. and getting vulnerable so that when you do talk, you're really coming from a real place. You know, it's like I'm not coming from, you know, starting off as a superhero. I'm coming from being a human who's trying to figure it out, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And I think oh, this is great, too, because uh, I bet after you're done, they're all can't, they're all excited about coming to see the musical when it opens on Broadway. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, 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 it's totally exciting. But now it's like, you know, for me now... <laughs> It's it's like it's it's beyond just the musical. It's about like now I feel like I I'm I'm the stand for just finding your own personal power, finding your inner superpower. So that's the heart of the musical. That's the theme of the musical, and uh, and as, you know all I have to do really is just tell the truth about my life. And it's just been resonating, so um, really amazing. That's great. What do you believe are the most important qualities of an effective leader? An effective leader, um, listening, listening, and my my best trait, if I have one best trait, is that I'm a learner. I learn. So I'm I'm really not afraid to say I don't know and help me, you know, and let's collaborate. Like I don't have that skill set. Let's get together. And if you can take yourself out of the loop and your ego out of the loop and you find really amazing people and you surround yourself with amazing people, then I think that you're destined for success. Uh, so I think that uh, if I would have picked the three qualities, I would say listening, learning, and collaboration. I like Make that. a great leader. I agree with you. What are your, your greatest challenges? Um, well, right now it's, it's, it's actually putting time in my calendar to take a break. <laughs> and recreate, you know, uh, like finding balance, like staying away from my cell phone. You know, it's like it's, it's these days things are moving so fast and everyone is like, you know, instant gratification. You know, you have to tweet right back. You have to, you know, <laughs> you have to text right back. It's like everything is so fast, fast, fast. And sometimes it's like, mm, I don't really need to get into that swirl like I really need to like I, these days now it's like I've been you know putting my cell phone away like writing down like on Wednesday break time you know it's like self-care day so I think that in order in order to in order for this to really work you have to take care of yourself you know take care right. of your physical health take care it's the only way that you can find your own sense of balance because you know as an entrepreneur it's like you're building and you're moving and shaking and you got to be more, you got to do more, and it's fast, fast, fast. Um, I've learned that, you know, I get caught up in a swirl and and days blur into each other, and it's not a great life unless you stop and you take a break. And, you ha- and sometimes you have to actually factor that break in the calendar. So th- those are my greatest challenges. Yeah, I had to learn that I was pretty much like you working all the time but just since 
I had the dealings with my breast cancer. It really made me learn to say no and know that it was time that I had to take care of myself. So now that I'm on the journey of wellness and feeling good and no cancer, I still know that that's something I have to do so that I don't have to, it ever doesn't come back and I have to deal with it again. But it was hard for me because I, I just love working and I always felt guilty if I took time for me when I have all these other things I need to do. So it is a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, Robbie, and I thank God that you're on the other side of cancer. That's just such great news. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom that, that came from that experience of, you know, like just having cancer. It sort of forces you to slow down you know, and sort of take care of your physical health. So it's like, you know, I think all of us women who are, uh, you know, movers and shakers and entrepreneurs, it's like, yeah, it's great. You know, we're, we're doing things and it's great, but then you can find yourself sick and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's right. it's, like, yeah, it's like you have to spend time on yourself too and taking care of yourself. So, I mean, I'm so happy that you're on the other side of it. Yeah, and I think the key thing is always, no matter what what happens or what kind of illness you have, keep a positive mind because you can get through anything. You know, you're you're in charge of your destiny, you and the person above, and that that was what really helped me. I stayed positive, and I didn't even have any downtime in the in with ten surgeries and nothing, no downtime. So um, you said that service and giving back is at the heart of everything you do. You're the founder of a nonprofit called the Lightning Girl Foundation. Tell me a little bit about the mission and what is the organization about and how can people well, find more about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yes, it's, it, you're totally right. Service and giving back is, is definitely the heart of everything I do. So um, I'm the founder of, of a nonprofit, and it's called the Lightning Girl Foundation, and it's all about empowering at-risk youth to find a real visceral connection to their most uh, most empowered superhero selves. And, and they do this through our projects. So these kids will sculpt and they'll paint and they'll, you know, write. And it's really about finding their own inner superhero, which is really, at this point, has become the mission of my life, is for everyone to find their own inner superhero. But now it's like I'm, I'm actually in schools and teaching this, and it's been taken on by a half a dozen schools here in New York uh, who believe in the program. And, um, and, and it's quite exciting because um, – by the end of next year, we're hoping that we can take this as, as part of, you know, put it actually into the curriculum of schools. We're going to do all the all the work that needs to be done to, um, uh, to you know, maybe incorporate it into the core curriculum. Uh, and, you know, by the end of next year, we're, we're, we're projecting that we could, we could be touching tens of thousands of kids. You know, right now we're dealing with... Um, a handful of schools, and that's really great. And we've touched hundreds of kids through this program, and the feedback has been amazing because you'll see a child who, let's say, for instance, there's this one boy who he thought that he would love to 
become a little bit less shy. He thought being a shy person was his 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 weakness. And when it came time to define his superhero self, he was really clever because he said, um, I think my name is going to be camouflage. And, of course, that's not going to serve the kid. It's not going to serve a shy kid to be camouflaged when he doesn't want to be shy. Although, I mean, he probably could be camouflaged really well, but it's not going to serve him. Um, then I told him to step into the center of the circle and to really feel what it feels like to shine, to feel power when you walk and when you talk, to know that people find you funny. What does it feel like to glow like the sun? And then suddenly he opens his eyes and he said, okay, my name is Illuminator. And it was amazing, Robbie, because when he did our projects as Illuminator, it was like his whole personality shifted. And, I mean, it makes me weep to even think about it because now it's like, you know, he became like this social guy who was engaging and funny. And it was, it's like if we can create um, our our future world leaders and change makers and disruptors, um, if if we can create a safe place where they can feel they're most empowered then we win, you know, like they, this is, this is the whole point of everything I do is, is for that to happen. And my vision for the Broadway show is to actually have the walls adorned with the superhero artwork of the kids from the Lightning Girl Foundation so that, you know, their names and their superhero names and, and a placard will be there. And then on opening night, these kids will be celebrated. So, I mean, this is really the mission of everything. It's really about, having everyone, kids, adults, finding their own inner superhero. And I say adults because we'll be teaching these classes and the the parents of the kids will be like, I want to take this class. <laughs> so it's been it's been amazing, you know, and um and it's just it's just it's gonna to continue to grow and we're really looking forward to it. So is there a website for that Lightning Girl Foundation? Well we're still building it, but it would be Lightning Girl Foundation, F U N com. We just have a splash page up because we're in, we're we're developing it with all the new pictures from all the schools. Um, but um, that that is the website, and you you can find out more information there. Okay. What is your vision for the future of the musical, and how do you see Chick Fix expanding? Uh, well, I you know I see Chick Six as a global empowerment brand. And, you know, the the cornerstone of it is the Broadway musical. Um, but after our developmental run, our first developmental run, we realized that um, different superheroines resonated with different people. And, it, you know, someone walks away feeling connected to, to at least one of the superheroes, uh, super superheroines, really. Uh, and uh, I think that, you know, beyond the Broadway show, it's, we're, you know, we're building a digital entertainment brand with, uh, with games and apps that promote self-esteem. And uh, we, of course, have the Lightning Girl Foundation, which, uh, which is, is going to expand 
within the curriculum in schools um, over the next year, taking it uh, through to different cities nationally and, and even other countries internationally. Um, so it's, I mean, there'll, there'll be movies there's, of each of the superheroine chicks and all of them collectively together. It's like an all-female justice league, like the sky is a limit. But the, the point is, is that these are empowered superheroines who aren't um, a male construct of what a, a female superheroine would be. So typically in video games, you would see uh, a female superheroine, and it would be like uh, a woman with with her boobs jiggling, carrying an Uzi. You know, it's like like that's the view of of superheroine. Like no, in, in Chick Six, we're dealing with iconic superheroine characters and and role models and. And it's exciting, you know, and the sky is the limit. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like at this point, it's like, you know, it's, it, it, it's hard to project, but I know that the Broadway show is the cornerstone of the brand and it, 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 it's going to, the, the potential is, is unlimited. Um, so, so you know, we're almost at the end of our time. So if there's a listener out there who's interested in getting involved as their strategic partner, sponsor, or possibly investing, how could they reach you? Uh, at Lords Lane, L-O-U-R-D-S-L-A-N-E is my Twitter handle. And you can also uh, email lords at chick6.com, C-H-I-X-6.com. And, uh, you know, or Wendy, producer, at chick6.com. And would love to stay in touch. That sounds great. And don't forget to get in touch with my friend who is the executive director of the Women's um, Theater in Los Angeles. She'd love to have you bring the show here. Great. Great. Yeah, I had given you her contact information. So uh, I talked to her the other day and she said, so try to get in touch with her because it could be some, LA would be a great market for you too. Okay, I definitely will. Thank you, Robbie. Okay, well, we it's been incredible to learn all this. You certainly have wonderful talent, and I'm so happy John DePrima put us together. And uh, I hope that everything you dream of happens and more, because you certainly deserve it. Uh, Thank you, Robbie. It was a great pleasure. And again, if uh, her website is uh, com. And and if you want to know more about the play, it's www.chickchix.com. All right, my dear, we're at the end. Thank you so much for being a guest. Love Thank you, Bobby. Love learning, love learning all this. And, um, <laughs> it was incredible. You have more energy than me. This will be, uh, it goes from live to um, archives and people can listen anytime to the message because there's a lot of great stuff here. And again, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, Lord Lane, what what is your email again? It's it's Lords, L-O-U-R-D-S at chick6.com or at Lords Lane at Twitter. Okay, we're all done. Talk to you later. Bye now. All right, bye.